This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, unfortunately, the carnage on our roads continues. It's only Wednesday, but in a 24-hour span through Monday and Tuesday, there were 20 collisions, 20 involving pedestrians and cyclists. As usual, the worst of it hit Zoomers. One of those crashes resulted in a 71-year-old cyclist being killed at DuPont and Christie. That's my neighborhood, by the way, not that it makes a difference whether it's my neighborhood or your neighborhood. And all of this happened despite city promises to reduce pedestrian deaths to zero within 10 years. What's going on out there? I want to hear from you. The number is 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. But right now on the line, I have Councillor John Burnside. Hello. Oh, hi, Libby. How are you? Uh, not too bad, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're very welcome. Well, what do you make of this rash, this spate of crashes involving pedestrians and cyclists, and the police are saying, you know, there's no particular reason, the weather's great? Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's absolutely tragic and, uh, and unfortunate. And sometimes these things do, I'll say, go in cycles, and it, it everything happens at once, and then there's a lull. The bigger question is 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 the trend and and how we and how we address that. And and how do we address that? I I, I want to talk about this cyclist, seventy one years old. So um, I don't want to be age ageist, but I doubt that he was one of those cyclists that that was doing a risky thing. The word is it looked like a car was cut him off, uh, and then he crashed into a parked van. I mean. Uh, what do we do about that? Well, I mean, those sorts of situations—they're—they're they're going to happen, right? I mean, it's just unfortunate when you know there you've got a city of three million people, and these these weird situations do occur. That's why I'm not, you know, uh, a fan of this—the idea of saying, "Oh, we're going to reduce fatalities to zero. I just think that's a lot of political. Uh, posturing and garbage. I think we really need to be serious about the issue. And to me, there are two ways uh, to get that overall rate down. Well, there are three. One is education, but we've been doing a lot of that. So it really comes down to drivers, mostly driver behavior, pedestrian as well. One, of course, is the um, you know changing their behavior through enforcement, and and that's something we've seen a real decline in. That being enforcement. I believe the the police their tickets are down about thirty million dollars a year. Tickets to drivers. To drivers, yeah. So, and it's been on a downward trend for a number of years. So, you know, people generally, especially when you're in the city, they they tend to drive however they drive 
you know, in whatever they're comfortable with, you know, whether that's too fast or careless or whatever. The only two ways to change that is either through physically changing the road, which the city's looking at at key locations, or increase the likelihood of getting caught. Well, and, yeah, yeah I was going to say that, that as, as a driver, one of the difficult things is when you're turning right and there's a, a bike lane or even just a bike, you know, next to you, um, that can be that can be tricky, but you know you have to let the cyclist go before you. Absolutely, absolutely, and you know you have to not go, not speed up when you're hitting an amber. A lot of people they see the amber, they speed up and they make their left or right turn, and they're so focused on on making that turn and getting through the light, they forget about everyone else that's around them. Yeah. So one of my real one of my real beefs, Libby, is is actually with the Minister of Transport. Uh-huh. Um, City Council had approved my motion last year to ask the province to seriously investigate uh, technology-based enforcement, not just red light cameras, but stop sign cameras, for instance. And we basically hit a hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And, and there just doesn't seem to be the political will from the province. And if we if we don't, you know, we have serious issues with our police budget. We have to look at alternative ways to to uh, to to do enforcement and technology-based uh, enforcement. To me, is the best way to go. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I have to say that when you now that you mention stop signs, one thing I do see, and again, it, I'm sure it did not have anything to do with this very tragic incident yesterday, but I do see a lot of cyclists blowing through stop signs. You know, absolutely, cyclists. Cyclists need to understand that they have to obey the rules. A, a cyclist, they can get up to 30, 35 kilometers an hour. A cyclist hitting a pedestrian, that causes serious damage to, to both parties. So everyone needs to take a step back. But, you know, as I say, we've had a lot of education gone on, going on in this city. We all hear, the, the, can hear and see the news reports. And to me, the only way to change it is to make those investments in changing some of the intersections, but also cracking down on people that, um, you know, drive recklessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, would you like to see more cops out there? I know there's an issue of, you know, what we use our police for, but, you know, I never I never see them around when, when people are doing really, really dangerous, stupid things. Well, and that I think that's that's the key point is, yeah, sure, we'd like to see more police. But there are some other, you know, major issues going on in the city. So what I'd like to see, the minor traffic things, turns and so forth, done through technology so that the police are actually enforcing people uh, infractions such as texting while driving or, you know, high speeds and, and reckless lane changes and those sorts of things. To, to have our police resources expended in an area that's, you know, just really about traffic control, you know, no turns and that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. You know, we have a limited budget and we have to uh, prioritize. Uh, do you have any idea what kind of an investment would be necessary for the kind of technology that you're talking about? Well, yeah, and it, and it, and it obviously depends which, you know, there are different types. With uh, stop signs, you actually need to take a video of the infraction. There's, it's um, used in Alberta quite extensively now, and in fact, there's actually a private company. They make the investment in the technology, and they take half the proceeds of the tickets. So there are different ways to do it. 
um, speed cameras, very uh, modest investment, and they reap uh, quite high returns. So I don't think it's really a cost issue. It's really a political issue. The province doesn't seem to have that political will to to look in that direction. And this is a provincial jurisdiction then? Ultimately, permission, yeah, because the enforcement is, is municipal, but the court system is all administered provincially, and we would have to change some of those rules within the court system. So the, it's the Minister of Transport, and I encourage people to reach out to uh, Stephen Del Duca and, and demand that he, um, he take a serious look at this and uh, help us you know, make the changes we need to make. Okay, uh, Councillor Burnside, let's take a couple of calls, okay? Sure. Okay, we've got Anne in Toronto. Hello, Anne. Hi, Libby and uh, Mr. Burnside. I have to disagree with what you're saying about it should all be technology and it should all be the government. I'm a Zoomer. I have my driver's license for 48 years. I cycle everywhere in the city because I don't own a car. I car share. And I will tell you, 99% of the time, it's the driver's fault. Everybody's so impatient. Nobody wants to be 20 seconds behind somebody turning left, so they whip into the curb lane without looking. Pedestrians, cyclists, then are at great risk. Um, and but what the councillor is saying is that to stop that, we need to catch people and give them fines. Do you disagree? Well... I don't see that happening. I don't see any of the police on bicycles, except when they're in a little huddle, about five of them all cycling together, talking. I don't see them being aware of what's going on the streets. I don't see a lot of um, people getting tickets, and and that includes cyclists running those red lights and uh, T intersections. That's really my beef with cyclists. They're not they're not they're not obeying the rules of the road. But I think um, the Ministry of Ontario has a very effective, I think it's effective, they've got like a little film clip that they show at uh, Carlton Cinema about what happens if you are uh, on your cell phone when you drive and you see a young man, he ends up uh, paraplegic. And to me that's very effective, that type of um, advertising or uh, promotion of, of, you know, better driving habits. Uh, Councillor Burnside, uh, what's your response? So yeah, no. So Anne makes makes uh, makes some great points, but the one point that I've sort of homed in on is the fact she never sees enforcement, and that's exactly my point. People will drive how they want to drive unless they are forced to drive differently. We've got I have a lot to of agree with that. There, I cycle so. along the Danforth all the time, and the number of double and triple parked cars. <laughs> I mean, one day, triple parked. I mean, how yep. insane is that? So, so what I'm cliff, saying is, for where the... do I go? But I never see anybody being moved along by the police. And sometimes those cars stay there for a long time. I've gone around the block twice and seen the same car double parked on the Danforth. Absolutely, the police have to get more serious with those sorts of things. But I, I called their own transportation department, and they estimate there are over 150,000 stop signs in the city. So to actually, we just don't have that many police personnel. So to me, we need to look at the less serious traffic offenses, use technology for those, and direct police to the more serious ones 
that Anne's talking about. Okay, Anne, thanks so much for your call. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. We're going to go to Barbara in Dunville. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Libby. Um, my concern is I don't drive in Toronto, okay? I drive in Hamilton. And my concern is the darker windows, the windshields and the driver's window and the passengers. Uh huh. And um, I'm just wondering how good they are. They're they're unlawful, aren't they? Blacked out windows. Yeah, I think they're unlawful. So as long as you can, as I recall, the way the way the rule law is administered, as long as you can look in the vehicle and tell the sex of the driver, um, then the the tinting is fine. Once it's too dark to to discern between male and female, then that would be an infraction. And how well do they see out of their vehicle? Like, if somebody's like Toronto must be a lot worse than Hamilton or where I live, but. Well, I, I don't like the darker windshields for anybody. If if I have, I'm I'm 77, mm-hmm. and I have no problem driving, but I do have problems seeing into vehicles and especially trucks. I don't know how many of the incidents that have happened have involved trucks. I mean, pickup trucks, or are they all cars? What percent? Do you know. I, I don't have the answer to that, Councillor Burnside. Do you know? I don't, but I did make some inquiries. And actually, uh, my understanding is that when you're looking at when pickup trucks and SUVs are involved in accidents, there is a higher fatality rate because uh, with a car, you generally they generally contact hit the people at the knee, maybe the hip, whereas an SUV and a pickup truck hits mm-hmm. them in the chest and the head. So they, definitely when they're involved, there's, there's a greater chance of a fatality. Yes, I don't understand. If there's a bike lane and you're going to make a turn, how come you don't see that bicycle in the bike lane? I don't get that at all. Sorry, uh, I don't understand the question. You're talking about a blind spot or you're talking about the bicycle not being in the right place? No, I'm talking about the bicycle in its bike lane and somebody's going to make a right-hand turn. Well, how come they didn't see that bicycle there? Uh, but I don't understand. And he hit, the, and the guy had to bounce off of a car. <laughs> that you're talking about that that very tragic yeah. fatality, and yeah. what the police said, carelessness. Um, anyway, Barbara, thank you very much for your call. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. Okay, Councillor Burnside, uh, we are going to be discussing this. We're going to. This is one of our causes here. You have some very interesting thoughts on how to deal with the issue. Uh, thank you very much for your input. We appreciate it. Thanks, Libby. Appreciate it. Bye now. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.